And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Blue Podcast on the Block M Podcast Network, an affiliate of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and we are going to just jump right into this because we've got uh, a, a good amount of news here to uh, talk about uh, pertaining to Michigan football's 2024 class, specifically along the offensive line. Before we do so, I want to bring in my co-host, John Simmons, Mason Brew recruiting contributor. John, how you doing today, buddy? We've got a, a, a good amount of stuff to talk about, and I would say this is all pretty good news. So it's, uh, it, it's a good news day uh, and a good day to talk about Michigan football. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I agree. I like this. This spring's been uh, really fun for Michigan recruiting, so I'm glad there's lots to talk about. Yeah, and it is going to just continue uh, with uh, another scheduled commitment in the next couple weeks. And, you know, who knows? Maybe there will be one or two more beforehand. You just hope, uh, have your fingers crossed that the good news just continues uh, along for the Wolverines in this 24 class because they're building something special here, especially in the trenches. And uh, that's what we're going to really spend this entire podcast talking about is specifically on the offensive side of the ball uh, with the offensive line. And if uh, you hadn't really been paying attention over the weekend because of the holiday or what have you, uh, Michigan picked up another commitment. And that's where we're going to start the podcast today. Um, and, and it was just uh, uh, more good news for the uh, Jim Harbaugh, Sharon Moore. They got their left tackle of the future. This past Friday, which just so happened to be Good Friday, uh, and it was a Good Friday for the folks in Ann Arbor because uh, they had a commitment from four-star offensive lineman Andrew Sprague. He is a big-time player. He's six foot eight, two hundred ninety pounds. He is from Kansas City, Missouri. Plays at Rockhurst High School. Shout out to Rockhurst. Uh, he is. Number 160 overall on the 24-7 sports composite. I'm going to argue it should be way higher than that. He's the number four player in the state of Missouri, the number nine player at the offensive tackle position in this class. He uh, visited for the very first time, um, I believe, this past fall because he was offered back in April, followed that up with a fall visit. He came up for the Penn State game, also took unofficial visits uh, this year back in January, and then also for the spring game. And, uh, I mean, this commitment really just continues the uh, uh, success that Sharon Moore has had along the offensive line in this class so far. Obviously, you had Luke Hamilton, four-star offensive lineman who committed very shortly after the Ohio State game back in November. He's from the state of Ohio. Uh, and then you've got another offensive tackle committed. He is also from the state of Ohio, much like Luke Hamilton. And uh, his name is Ben Roebuck. He's a three-star guy. He's 6'7", 320. So also definitely suited for one of the tackle positions. You'd assume Sprague is the left tackle. Roebuck is the right tackle. Luke Hamilton slots somewhere on the interior, whether it be left or right guard. And uh, you just keep rolling from there. And this commitment also uh, continues just the massive success that Michigan has had on the recruiting trail over the last few weeks. Um, we Roebuck committed back on March 22nd. Jordan Marshall, four-star running back from Ohio, committed on March 21st. And, of course, five-star quarterback Jane Davis committed on March 31st. Uh, other than Michigan, Sprague held a really good offers from USC, Penn State, Notre Dame, Oregon, Wisconsin, 
Stanford, LSU, just a ton of ton of really good programs in college football. And uh, Michigan's class now sits at number two overall on the 24-7 sports composite rankings. And, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, eventually see this class get to number one. Who knows? Uh, it it probably won't stay this high, considering uh, you've got the Alabamas of the world who are going to get five stars and things along those lines. But uh, this is a th- you could not have asked for a better start on the recruiting trail, especially with how they did last season. You could not have asked for a better start. Uh, if you're the Michigan Wolverines here, you got the number two overall class, and it is as of this recording, April 11th, uh, with 11 commits verbally. So, John, I'm gonna pass it over to you, man. Um, like I said, Sprague is more than likely the left tackle of the class for Michigan, so they are just uh filling up. I mean, it's really brick by brick for Sharon Moore at this point. You got your left tackle, you got your right tackle, you got uh, one of your guard spots, and we'll talk about a, a few other. Uh, targets uh, here in a minute, but just pertaining to Andrew Sprague, um, I, I think that 160 overall spot on the composite, I still think it's too low, man. I think he's a top 100 guy. I want to get your thoughts on him as a player and uh, where you think he should eventually be on the composite and uh, just how high his potential is uh, on the uh, left side, uh, protecting the blind spot for uh, Jaden Davis uh, when he eventually uh, uh, gets to Ann Arbor, John. Yeah, I think this is a huge pickup. I think he's been uh, Michigan's top ta- uh, target at tackle. He's left tackle one um, on their board. And so he's been there for a while. And I think it's great that Michigan um, was able to, to land their top target there uh, and wrap that one up. Um, you know, he's been on campus a few times, like you said. I think it's good that they got him to get in the fold early. Um, and I think that's kind of like the Jaden Davis effect that you can kind of see there. Um, he announces commitment to the staff the same day that um Davis announced his commitment. So I think that's uh big there. Um, so there's a lot of uh, you know, dominoes falling in that effect, but at six eight, he's definitely a big time left tackle guy. They haven't had um, a guy that fits that mold in the class yet. You know, Roebuck is six, seven, but he's more slotted to be that right tackle uh, type, but Sprague's got the length and the agility to stick out there and protect uh, Davis's blind side there. So I think that's going to be really important that Michigan has their kind of bookend tackles there uh, in the class. And then they can focus on uh, filling it out with maybe, you know, a swing guy or interior guy that like we'll talk about later. But I think it's just another victory for Sharon Moore on the recruiting trail. Um, I think there is a good chance that Sprague ends up in the top 100 when it's all said and done. Um, I think you just got to respect Michigan's evaluations along the offensive line. And um, it's not like they're the only big school after him either. So I think it's a really uh, strong commitment for the Wolverines and help them build that uh, hopefully top five class when it's all said and done. Yeah, you certainly hope so. And I mean, any player along the offensive line that Jim Harbaugh and Sharon Moore want at this point, you just have to, you, you have to, like you said, respect the evaluation and just trust that they know what they're doing. And we'll talk about some guys like you alluded to that aren't as highly ranked or highly regarded across the recruiting services as Andrew Sprague is. But, I mean, they've won back-to-back Joe Moore awards for a reason. 
And some of these guys that they had along the offensive line the past couple years on those Joe Moore award-winning offensive line groups, uh, not all of them are like highly, highly ranked guys. Like Zach Zinter was a four-star, but he wasn't really recruited by a ton of schools, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. Trevor Keegan was a four-star guy, but again, I mean, he was like, top 200, something along those lines. Ryan Hayes was a tight end in high school who converted to offensive line in college. And Olu Olu with Timmy, who transferred from Virginia, that was a great evaluation by Virginia because he was a very low-ranked player. I think he was like a very, he was either a very low three-star or a two-star, kind of like what Ronnie Bell was uh, back when he was being recruited. So, it doesn't take just five-star guys to build out a good offensive line. And you don't have to be like Miami and take a, five, a two five-star tackles and uh, just expect them to be studs. I mean, Sharon Moore has uh, really built up um, – like it's like an old school offensive line for Michigan. Like what you would see in the nineties and the early two thousands under Lloyd Carr. It's really just something that it's a sight to see, man. I mean, you go up and down the depth chart. There are guys that are reserves right now that should be starting in other power five programs like geo L Hadid, for example. I mean, he is a really good up and coming player who will get playing time. Not this upcoming season, probably, Uh, as a starter at least, but next season, I would imagine he would slot in as a starter at either left or right guard. He's a really good player and uh, the depth is just incredible. So yeah, you, you kind of just got to trust what Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh want along the offensive line. But this is one of those guys that was just a no brainer. I mean, Andrew Sprague, awesome talent, awesome kid. Uh, I think he's got sky high potential. And uh, he he very well could uh, could be the uh, the left tackle for the Wolverines for two or three years. I think he very well could play very early in his career, albeit uh, it'd probably be a redshirt freshman season uh, or for him. So he probably won't play as a freshman like most offensive linemen. It's very rare that you see a guy like Zach Center, like I mentioned, who who's pretty much started every game. Uh, for Michigan during that 2020 season. But uh, come his redshirt freshman season, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Andrew Sprague pop up in uh, spring reports and and things along those lines. I think he's got uh, a really, really high potential. So like I said, uh, they've got three offensive linemen now committed in this 24 class. And uh, seemingly it, it is not done. They've got other guys at, uh, uh, you know, they're probably not going to take very many other tackles, if any others. And if they do take other tackles in this class, John, it would be like some of the best tackles in the class. And we'll get to that in just a second. But I, I want to just take a more of a generalized uh, conversation about the offensive line, because there's been so much discussion across the message boards over the last few weeks, as far as, who they're going to take, how many guys they're going to take. Is it going to get up to six? Is it going to get to seven? And we kind of spoke about that exact same topic with Zach Libby when he was on the podcast, a recruiting writer for the Wolverine on the on three network. And I, I could see it going several ways, but um, you know, let's just talk about some of the guys that I think are a little bit more realistic, John. And uh, I, I think the guy, uh, Right now, for me at least, that uh, you can for sure see in Michigan's class, uh, he actually just announced his commitment date earlier this morning, and that is uh, 
three-star offensive lineman Jake Garnera, and he is being recruited as the center of this class for uh, the Michigan Wolverines and probably being recruited as a center by his other top five schools or, or other top four schools in his top five, I should say, which are Florida, Penn State, NC State, and Rutgers. Again, he announced that uh, earlier today on uh, April 11th, Tuesday. So he's going to be committing uh, on Friday, April 28th at 5 p.m. And there are crystal balls predictions rolling in for the Wolverines to land him. And I think it would be a good land, even though he is a three-star guy. He's not currently in the top 500. He's listed at 551 on the 24-7 sports composite. Uh, number 80 player overall from the state of Florida and the number 31 player uh, along the interior offensive line uh, in this class. But uh, I mean, he's a dual sport athlete. He plays football. He does shot put for uh track and field at his high school and uh, is another player that uh, again, like I said, Jim Harbaugh, Sharon Moore, they've kind of coveted in this class and uh, kind of made one of their top center priorities in this class, along with a, a few other guys like Walt Claire Flynn Jr., who uh, is very friendly and familiar with Jaden Davis. And you got Kyle Altooner, who is, uh, again, another very lowly regarded player, barely in the top 1,000, uh, but uh, plays for a, a a good school, good council in uh, Maryland. Um, so there are a few guys there, but I think the most likely center in this class, John, at the moment, just with the commitment date locked in and the crystal balls, it's uh, Jake Garnera. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on on this development. And uh, I mean, it's it, it seems like it's going to be uh, another solid addition for uh, the Wolverines offensive line class. And they're if that's the case, they're really going to be rolling. Yeah, this the center spot was has been pretty interesting um, along the offensive line, you know, the coach, we knew the coaches wanted to take a, a true center prospect, um, a guy that they're going to slot right in that uh, center position from the start. Um, and it was just kind of a question of who they're going to take because they had a lot of options. The guys that you mentioned um, with Flynn and Guarnera and um, Altooner um, and even others. Um, and But there didn't really seem to be like a, a preference out there. Um, of who they wanted the most, but I think this uh, development with Garnera announcing his commitment date and top five list and everything kind of solidifies that, that he was the one to jump on board. Um, You know, this may have been just a situation where Michigan said, you know, whoever commits to us, we like you all, but whoever takes a spot first um, gets that, that one spot remaining. So, uh, you know, that could have been Garnera, deciding to jump in. And I think Michigan is going to be really happy with that decision. I think they like him a lot more than his ranking shows, um, which we talked about with the Sprague thing too, that, um, you know, you should be uh, enthused if Michigan thinks that highly of a prospect. Um, so I'm interested to see how he translates to center. He must play it, um, do interior stuff at camps and everything. Cause he plays left tackle for his high school um, on film, but uh, you know, I just don't think he has the the height or the length to stay out there in college. So it, it will be a projection to move him inside once he gets to uh, whatever school he chooses. But I think it's going to end up being Michigan in the end. Yeah, yeah. I was watching the film stuff too it, <laughs> with with him playing left tackle. I found that intriguing as well. He didn't really have uh, any interior film 
so yeah, he he must be a center or a guard at the uh, at the camps. But, but you're right. I mean, at six three and a half, two hundred ninety pounds, he's definitely got the the build to play the interior of the offensive line. I don't think he has. I mean, there's no way that he's going to be a left tackle in college just with the height and everything. So yeah, I mean, if Sharon Moore and and, and Jim Harbaugh think he's he's going to be a quality center at the next level, then you take them for sure. And especially important to take a center in this class, I think, because they didn't really have like a true center in the last recruiting cycle in 2023. I mean, they took Amir Herring, who's a four-star guy, and I, I think they may try him out at center, but I don't think it's a guarantee that he sticks at center. I think, because he, I, I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but I believe he played left guard in the spring game. And I actually thought he looked pretty decent at left guard. So I, I don't think he is going to stay at the center position. So I I think it's pretty important that Michigan locks in one of these guys, whether it's Garnera, Altooner, Flynn jr. And I mean, they could be recruiting Caleb Brewer as a center, but he's probably more slated to play guard in college as well. But yeah, man. I mean, it, it's such a uh, a luxury to have the ability to pretty much say, "Hey, I mean, whoever wants to uh, hop on board first, come on board," because we love Garnera, we love Flynn Jr., we love Altooner, we love our other targets. But it's really a first come, first serve, and we're only going to be able to serve one uh, center in this class uh, because they, I mean, that's really just all they need in this class is just one center. So yeah, I, I I think this would be uh exciting news, honestly. And I I feel like a lot of the uh you know standard, I guess just the you know, recruiting, not really experts or anything, but people that like, you know, kind of follow recruiting, but not really, they'll see the three stars by his name and be like, Oh god damn it, like why did we <laughs> why did we take a three star? We were doing so well recruiting guys like Sprague and Luke Hamilton and, you know, Jane Davis is a five-star. We got him. Like, why can't we get four-star everybody's? And, you know, it's just like pump the brakes guys. Cause uh, you know, they've won back-to-back Joe Moore awards. I trust it. So Garnera again, committing uh, very, very soon, April 28th, which is a Friday at five o'clock. Uh, we'll be uh, definitely covering that on maizeandbrew.com. We'll definitely talk about that on the podcast. If he does commit, to Michigan, which it seems, you know, with the crystal balls and predictions from other uh, recruiting websites, it seems like that is going to be the case, which would be great news for Michigan. I uh, want to talk about a few other guys that uh, Michigan is uh, recruiting very highly, uh, very, uh, very hard in this 24 class. But first, want to talk about uh, support for our podcast here, uh, which comes from Manscaped and Homefield Apparel and with Manscaped. Guys, if you haven't heard the news, they sell beard products. They've got the Beard Hedger Pro Kit now. It is just revolutionizing men's grooming. It is unbelievable. You're able to shape your signature beard look, and it all it's an all-in-one uh, guard. You get 20 hair-cutting lengths all in just one guard. No more messy drawers because you got the rotary wheel on that cordless trimmer. It is incredible, guys. You get to groom your face like never before, and you don't have to even do it over the sink because it's waterproof, so you can do it in the shower if you want. And uh, if you want to join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs, use our promo code MNB20, and you will get 20% off your order at manscaped.com. 
As for Home Field Apparel, if you have not heard of them up to this point, uh, they are a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. And not only is their stuff comfortable, it is officially licensed gear, so they do not screw around with their designs. And the cool thing, the home field team studies the history, traditions, and legacy of every school. And with all that information, they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. And they've got some brand new Michigan designs you will not find anywhere else. You can do your damnedest. It ain't going to happen. T-shirts, hoodies, crew necks, whatever you want, they've Got it. So if you want some of that brand new, good-looking Michigan swag, head over to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code MICHIGAN15 for 15% off your order. Again, homefieldapparel.com, MICHIGAN15 for 15% off your order. Now, John, let's talk about a few other guys on the offensive line board for Michigan that I feel very strongly about that they – you know, they're, they're not only recruiting hard, but some of these guys, I think they will end up landing. And let's just start with the top, the most obvious name that we could possibly chat about. And I have a feeling that we probably won't have to talk much about this particular prospect because we've talked about him a lot. He's a legacy guy and he's been hinting at a, a potential silent commitment for uh, a little bit now. And that is Blake Frazier. He's a uh, four-star offensive lineman. Uh, from Austin, Texas. He could be a swing guy, whether a guard or a tackle. You kind of just plug and play with him. He's 6'5", 260. He's number 204 on the composite. He's the number 15 ranked offensive tackle in this class and the number 37 overall player in the state of Texas. And there are five, a whopping five predictions for the Michigan Wolverines as far as the crystal balls go. And uh, you got one from Steve Wiltfong. You got one from all three of the Michigan Insider guys. And you even got one uh, for good measure from uh, the guy over at the Kentucky Insider too. Other than Michigan, uh, he's also highly interested in Clemson and Florida, Oregon, LSU is another school that he's been linked to having a high interest in. And, uh, you know, really all of those other schools at the end of the day, the one thing that Michigan has that those schools don't is that uh, Frazier's father, Steve Frazier, was an offensive lineman for the University of Michigan back in uh, the mid to late 90s. And uh, it seems that uh, his son, Blake, is uh, really feeling the maize and blue pretty strongly here, John. So, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's a matter of uh, when, not if, with Blake Frazier. And uh, you, like I said, you can kind of plug and play him uh, where you need be. I could see him really being like the Carson Barnhart of this class, where if you need him to play left or right tackle, he can. If you need him to play left or right guard, he can. Really, the only spot he won't probably play is center. So I really like him as a prospect because he's just so versatile. He's got the Michigan bloodlines. He's a highly ranked kid uh, who is highly coveted by other blue bloods. So this would just be a really good addition for Michigan's class. And honestly, I think it will be whenever he decides to go public with his commitment. So want to get your thoughts on him, John. Yeah, he's been real positive lately, you know, posting pictures of him as a kid wearing Michigan gear and all the stuff like that. I don't think he's hiding his interest in Michigan very well. Um, and in fact, I think there's like a recent Sam Webb report that said he was all gung ho um, and committing on his last visit, but it was his parents actually that told him to kind of pump the brakes and uh, look around, which like, it's like, come on, dad, like you don't want the Wolverines to keep their good streak going, like push them towards your old school. You want to see that. So hopefully that uh, ends up happening 
um, soon. I just think he would be a really solid addition. And I think he actually has um, a good chance to rise up in the rankings just because he's ranked kind of lowly by um, 24-7 right now. Like he's only a three-star to them and at an 88 while he's um, at like a 92 on the composite uh, right now, just outside the top 200. So I think if 24-7 catches up with the rest of the industry uh, there, I think he could really move up uh, a lot in the rankings too. Uh, not that it would make him a better player, but I do think it would uh, help with Michigan's class ranking. Yeah, I think so too, man. I, I, I'm still kind of surprised that uh, he's only an 88 on 24 seven sports. Cause uh, I mean, I don't know what else more he really needs to show that he is a four-star prospect. You just go look at his film too. I mean, it's uh it, it's a sight to see and he's got all these blue bloods going after him. I, I think he's a four-star prospect all the way. So it, it'll eventually get bumped up and he, he will be firmly in the top 200 at some point. And yeah, man, I mean, if, if uh, your kid wants to commit, let him commit, man. I mean, it's your, it's your alma mater. What's going on here, Mr. Frazier. I just don't understand. I, I know you want what's best for your boy, but uh, what's best for your boy is to go to Michigan. I'll let me tell you that. So uh, I, I, it'll happen at some point. I think, I, I mean, this just seems like one of those inevitabilities um, in, in this class. So if he, for some reason does not commit to Michigan, that would just be uh, probably in my opinion, the most shocking uh, revelation of this 24 class. I wouldn't imagine anything else to be as shocking as Blake Frazier, not committing to Michigan. It would be it would be something, uh, that's for sure. Let's move on to another prospect that I, I'm feeling pretty good about as well. And uh, he's listed as a tackle, uh, much like Frazier. But I, I think this guy is more suited for the interior as well. Could be maybe a right tackle. I don't think he's got uh, a left tackle in him at the next level. This is uh, Max Anderson we're talking about, who is a four-star prospect on the composite, number 199 Overall, number 13 offensive tackle, number 36 in the state of Texas. He's from Frisco, Texas, and plays at Reedy High School. He is 6'5", 300 pounds, and he has a crystal ball prediction to the Michigan Wolverines, albeit it's at a five confidence, but that's from Steve Lorenz, and he doesn't just crystal ball anybody just to crystal ball someone. So um, Max Anderson, he's got other uh, very good offers as well. He's got one. Uh, from Bama, he's got Georgia, he's got Tennessee. So a lot of like the the very successful Southern schools, but then also he's got Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oregon, Penn State, uh, Texas A and M. So he's got several uh, really really good offers, uh, and, and these are committable offers. These aren't just you know oh yeah we're quote unquote offering the kid. Uh, but, uh, he, he seems very, uh, pro Michigan as well, but, uh, doesn't seem to be in as big of a rush as some of these other prospects. And, uh, it seems like he, he might take his time on his 24 seven profile. It shows he's got a, uh, an official visit lined up for Tennessee the weekend of June 23rd. So this could go a couple more months if he ends up going, uh, on all of those official visits, but. With the uh, Michigan crystal ball, uh, that's given me a, a, a boost of confidence that uh, Michigan, at the very least, leads at this point. Um, we'll see if they end up getting him to commit early like some of these other prospects have along the offensive line because spots are filling up fast, and you, your spot may not be available tomorrow. 
um, because just all, all these commitments that have been happening uh, semi recently. So uh, John, take me through what your thoughts are about Max Anderson, um, this crystal ball. Do you think that Michigan leads at this point? And uh, you know, how, how long do you think he's going to go with uh, uh, with his recruitment too? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised to see that he only has the one crystal ball for Michigan because he's kind of always talked about with Fraser as like the next two guys in the class. And then it's deciding, you know, the center prospect and deciding if they take um, a seventh guy or not. So um, I do think he's probably going to be the last guy to join if he does um, and maybe take his time a little bit. I think he's supposed to go to he has a official visit for Michigan planned the week before the Tennessee one as well. Um, so he may end up taking those, but yeah, he's a guy that Michigan could kind of put some pressure on just by saying that there's, you know, only one spot left and you got to fill it or else we're going to, uh, uh, open it up to some other guys. And they have, um, a handful of other top prospects. Um, most of them from the state of Texas, like him actually, that, uh, they could fill that spot with. So they may use their, uh, you know, dwindling class spaces as leverage here to kind of get him in the fold early. Um, and, you know, we've certain, certainly seen that this cycle already, you know, Jordan Marshall had an official visit scheduled to Ohio state in the last weekend in June and Michigan wrapped things up early there. So I think that they can kind of uh, persuade kids to accelerate their timelines a bit if they really want them. John, we're, we're running out of time here, so we've got a few other guys we could talk about. I want you to choose which direction we go with this. So we could talk about Bennett Warren, who was on campus recently. We could talk about Brandon Baker, who was supposed to be on campus recently but wasn't and has to reschedule his visit. Or we could talk about Michael Uini, or however you pronounce his last name, Uini maybe, uh, who's another Texas guy. Um, just he has so many Texas prospects in this class uh, for Michigan. It's crazy. So which, which direction do you want, uh, us to go and I'll, I'll lead the direction here. Um, I guess let's talk about the big five-star Baker. All right. The most uh, exciting guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is really, um, I, I think if, if spots really start to fill up, I mean, this is a guy that you can't really pass up because, Brandon Baker, like you said, he's a five-star guy. He's a five-star to 24-7, not to the composite. He's number 36 on the composite, but very, very close. Uh, Despite being 36 on the composite, he's number one at the offensive tackle position, number three in the state of California. He plays at Modern Day High School, which is, if you're unaware, one of the top high school football programs, not only in the West, but just in the entire country. He's 6'5". 285, and he's got offers from pretty much everywhere you could possibly think of. The the schools that are listed as warm on his 24-7 profile are Michigan, Ohio State, Miami, Oregon, USC, and Washington, but he has other offers from the likes of Florida, Florida State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Penn State, Texas, uh, Wisconsin, uh, several others in there as well. So, yeah, I mean, if starts really, if spots start to fill up, like let's say uh, they take Frazier, they take Max Anderson, and let's just say that for some reason Frazier, he really is a guy that they like at tackle. Um, I just think you you, you kind of try and make it happen with Brandon Baker. He's that highly regarded of a prospect. He's not uh, the number one offensive tackle uh, for uh, for no reason. I mean, he is a very 
highly regarded player. And uh, at 6'5", 285, you, you can kind of plug and play him along the offensive line as well, has the versatility to go with it. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's being compared to some very highly regarded uh, past prospects. Elijah Vera Tucker is the one that Gabe Brooks, who is a national scouting analyst for 24-7 sports, that's the guy that he compared him to. And uh, he's already on the books for the Polynesian Bowl, uh, which is one of the uh, uh, more premier uh, bowl games for high school players out West. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, he really, really good prospect has uh, visited a few different schools this spring. He's visited uh, Tennessee. He's visited Florida state was supposed to visit Michigan, but like I said, wasn't able to get up to Ann Arbor. So that's going to have to be rescheduled. We will keep our fingers crossed that it does get rescheduled, but John, I mean, like let's let's just let's play hypothetical here. Let's just say, you know, they get six offensive linemen in the class, and Brandon Baker just so desperately wants in and and wants Michigan to still consider him, and uh, he wants in the class. I mean, Michigan's got to make room for a seventh guy for Brandon Baker, right? I mean, he's he's a five star kid. He's uh, uh could build a potential pipeline for other guys from modern day. It's one of the best schools in the country for prep football. I mean, the, the positives of this would be endless. So, I mean, if you're Michigan, this is like, uh, this is a great, great problem to have. So I want to get your thoughts on uh, Brandon Baker, John. Yeah, I think so. I think that that's the interesting part um, and why I wanted to talk about him because he's um, could potentially be the one guy that would expand uh, Michigan's class a little bit to um, be that seventh guy, uh, just because there's really not that many uh highly rated tackle prospects this class as you talked about with the ranking he's like the only guy in the top 50 um which is really rare i'm sure that'll change as the cycle goes on but um just with the the that many that few elite guys um if one of them wants to join your class you gotta uh take him i think um so you know that's still a long ways away and probably a low shot for michigan just with the fact of the distance and he hasn't visited campus yet and all that. But um, if he ends up rescheduling his visit um, and they knock it out of the park like usual um, and he really wants in, then I think that could make things very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting indeed, because like we've talked about this entire podcast, you know, spots are filling up quick. They're going to have possibly another commitment here in the next couple weeks with uh, Jake Garnera at the center position. So you're going to have four guys at the uh, offensive line at that point. So, I mean, Frazier, you probably like pencil him in. That's five. If Max Anderson ends up committing, I mean, they've got the crystal ball lead for him. That's six. So if Brandon Baker wants to be a part of the offensive line group here, I, I think Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh, they, they, they just got to make it happen. And uh, whatever position that may take off like one, like let's just say that they they got want to add a seventh offensive lineman. Like for example, if they got to take off like a wide receiver in this class for some reason, just go after one in the portal. Perhaps they can make it work. So I think they would make it work. He's that good of a prospect. And you mentioned there aren't very many elite tackles ranked ranking wise in this class. Very interesting that he's like the lone five star ish kid um, at the offensive tackle position in this class. Very interesting. Uh, of course, like you mentioned as well, John probably will change as the class goes on. We're only in April, but uh, very interesting to see that um, nonetheless. So 
yeah, that's uh, that's all the time we got for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Future Blue on the Block M Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. You can follow John on Twitter at Simmons underscore John. And we're still posting these on Maize and Brew, so uh, go check out maizeandbrew.com for all your recruiting needs as well. And uh, go follow the Fans First Sports Network on Twitter as well, at FansFirstSN. For John Simmons, I am Vaughn Lozon. We will be back next week with another edition of Future Blue.